Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Happy 2018, everyone. We are the Satellite Sisters. I'm Liz Dolan here in uh, West Hollywood, California, joined on the line by my sister, Julie Dolan. Julie, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Liz. 2018. Yeah, here we How are. We're still do- doing it. Still doing it. 2018. Still here. <laughs> it's awesome, Liz. I- yes. I'm excited. I'm psyched. Are you psyched? Super psyched. Super psyched. We are doing today's show without our little sister, Leon Dolan, because it's a big day for Leon, and uh, she asked for the day off, and we thought she deserved it, right? It is actually Leon's 25th wedding anniversary today. Can you believe it, Julie? 20. That it, It's shocking. It's shocking that little Leon has been married for 25 <laughs> years. I don't know where the time went, because uh, it seemed like it seemed like her wedding, you know, because her wedding was right around the Rose Bowl. We went yeah. to the Rose Bowl parade yes. as part of the wedding festivities. Uh, you know, it was it was really a great weekend, and it's hard to believe it's uh, 25 years of I know, of, that but. many years ago. So, Leon and Barrick, hope you're having a great day today. Leon, I'm especially glad you took today off because I heard a sig alert uh, on the news this morning. That's our, our traffic reports, as you know, Julie, because you've lived yes. in Los Angeles. There was a sig alert because a uh, a truck tick tipped over and there were a hundred chickens loose on the freeway. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I feel sorry for the for the chickens. I do that's too. not good. It's not that's not a good situation for the chickens, for the truck driver. It's not good for anyone. <laughs> for anyone else, but it does make a very funny picture. Right? I know. And uh, the fact that it's everyone's first day back after a long holiday, like yeah. you already totally don't want to go to work. And now there are chickens in the road and you're stuck in traffic. That is not good. Anyway, yeah. uh, happy anniversary, Leah, and, and happy first day of work for 2018 for everyone else. Uh, we do have a very big show for you today. In fact, Julie and I have a major, major announcement. Uh, I can't even believe this announcement that we're going to make, Liz. There is such a large element of unreality to what we're going to say. I know. I just, I don't even, I just can't believe it. I, I can't believe it either. So here's a little game I'm going to play with you, Julie, as part of this announcement, which is going to come okay. later in the show. I want you to remember the name Jack Nairn. Okay, you got that, Jack? This is not one of those Alzheimer's tests that we have uh, to take exactly now. That's <laughs> exactly what I was panicking about, Liz. I know. I was like, oh my right. gosh. So, this is the list of 10 items that my yeah. doctor asked me to remember that I, I you know, it's I know. Like the most stressful medical <laughs> test I have to take. <laughs> I totally agree. Totally agree. But Jack Nairn. And just make sure that we don't complete this show without me explaining to you why Jack Nairn is super relevant in our lives right now, okay? Okay, Liz, okay, whatever, so. whatever you say, whatever yes. you say. Hey, well, you know, speaking of anniversaries, uh, this year, 2018, is, as Joe Biden would say, a big blanking uh, deal for my husband and I. This is our 40th wedding anniversary year, Liz, 2018. Okay. That- 
That's just insane. It's insane. It you is, must have been like know, 10 years old when really you got married. Big deal. And, and, you know, my husband and I, when it comes to anniversaries, we usually just exchange funny cards. I mean, we really, really, we really, we really don't do a lot. You know, I know some people, I mean, they make a big deal about it. They have, they go, you know, they do various things. We, we we've been very low key about it. It's worked for us because we're still around 40 years later. We're, we're still married. So that's good. But we were thinking about it over the holidays as we enter our 40th year of marriage that because it's such a big deal and we take it seriously our commitment to each other the you know and all of that we have just decided that although we are married in August we are going to celebrate our wedding anniversary for the entire year of 2018. <laughs> okay, so like no matter it. where we are, if people, you know, when you, you know how sometimes if you go out to dinner, they ask you, is it a special occasion? We're going to say yes all year long. We're going to say, we're just going to say <laughs> okay, yes. Okay, 365. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, it's, yes, it is a special occasion. Or if we go to a hotel and they say, well, you're here for a special reason. Yes, we are because we're <laughs> married 40 years and not many people can say that. And we're going to take the whole year to celebrate it. Yeah. What do you think about that? I like it. I, I, yeah, go for it. Because 40 is really a lot. I mean, you you married your you and your husband were college sweethearts, right? No, we're child. I was a child bride. <laughs> that that's my story. Okay. I mean, we married. Yeah, we were babies. We you were, were very young babies. when you got married. Yes. And so that's why you can still be very young, but be 40 years married. Right, right. And that we have grown up together. And, uh, you know, so that's, that's it. So and I don't, you know, please, uh, we're, it's not like we're just trying to get an extra piece of cheesecake at a restaurant or anything like no, that. There's we're nothing not wrong with scam. that. <laughs> we are not trying to scam people. We are trying to really just take the year to, you know, to think about all, you know, to think about that kind of commitment uh, and our relationship and to use every occasion we can to celebrate it. Well, it's interesting. What do, Any thoughts this early in the year on what it actually does mean to be married 40 years? Or are you going to work on it all year? We're gonna, I think I need a piece of cheese. Okay, okay too soon. Maybe <laughs> next week when Liam's soon. back, we, we can talk about marriage as a topic. Obviously, I've never been married. It's not my area of expertise at all. But both you and Leanne have these long-term marriages. It's interesting. I think... Yeah. But I would say that even after 40 years, it's not like I feel like I'm an expert at anything. Yeah, I okay. told you, I said the key to marriage is that I figured out that I care more about taking out the garbage than my husband does. And once I've realized that <laughs> and that I just take the garbage out, uh-huh. it's been smooth sailing, Liz. That's it. That's, that's <laughs> And was that like 30 years in that you figured that out? How long <laughs> yeah, did that no, take? It's about, no, it was 39 years in, Liz. I just have, just have figured this out. Okay. Let but, that be a lesson to all of you who are looking for the secret to romance. Yes. Okay. Just take out the garbage. No, just, I mean, you just have to, you have to give a pick lot, your spots, You pick have your spots. to give a lot. You have to forgive a lot and you have to love a lot and laugh a lot. That's it. That's okay. the whole thing. Maybe that's why I never signed up for that. You know, okay. I was, I'm going to tell you a little bit later about what I did on New Year's Eve. It was very unlike me to do this on New Year's Eve, but it had to do with thinking about your values. And I was surprised how many times I wrote down the word freedom. So <laughs> that's it. Just don't tie me down. Liz. Yeah, that's, no, that's, don't, don't tread on me. Swing. No, no, no. Freedom. Yeah. So uh, maybe that's not the secret to long term marriage. 
I don't know. Maybe not, Liz. Okay, but uh, you never know. You never know. Well, I do want to mention before we get too far into the show, because I feel an enormous sense of pressure for the last 18 years as we have been doing Satellite Sisters is to come up with some kind of theme or a word or a, an approach at the beginning of New Year's. Because we always talk about this on our podcast. Yes, right? we do. About, you know, Liam Liz, trained you know, us to do this. Yes, and yeah, but I, I feel forced. I, I mean, left to my own devices, I'm not sure. I'm, I think January 1st would just slide on by, and uh, I wouldn't have come up with resolutions or themes. But uh, you and Leon and Monica and Sheila have put me on the straight and narrow, and so now every year I, I take some time to re- over the holidays to reflect on this. Now, you've already announced your theme for the year, yes, correct? Yes, yes. I announced in the, our last show of 2017 that I was trying to figure out how to get through the year with whatever the opposite of schadenfreude is. Schadenfreude (laughs) is the word for taking pleasure in other people's misfortunes. And I just thought it's too tempting with the news being the way it is to just sort of like let all the schadenfreude wash over you all year. Like, yeah, (laughs) taking him down. So I googled what is the opposite of schadenfreude? This is how thoughtful my process was. I went to the Google. The opposite of schadenfreude, is act- there's actually a word for it. Um, it's called mudita. And mudita yes. means taking pleasure in other people's successes and joys and happiness. So it's a tall order. But that's what I'm going to try to do this year. It's it's mudita. And I apologize for how pretentious it is to have a Sanskrit word as my theme. It's not normally my jam, the Sanskrit, but uh, that's what Google told me to do. So I'm just doing that. Okay, well, that's solid. Well, here's mine. I, here's what I wanted to announce as mine. And I, I am I'm inspired by our dad, by the great Jim Dolan, our, our father, had had an expression that he said over and over throughout his life and that he really lived by, which is you only go around once in life. Didn't he say that, True. Liz, yes. a million yes. times? He always said that. And, and he would I always adopted- say that to our mother when she was trying to object to one of his screwy plans. He'd be like, <laughs> yes. Edna, you only go around once. <laughs> right. Well, that's that's the way I'm feeling. Like you only go around once in life. I've adopted that for theme of 2018. Now, I, th- I see it as two parts. One is sort of the very intentional part of that statement. You only go around once in life that, yes, you want to try to live in the moment. You really want to be focused on what you're doing. You know, you don't, you know, if you any interaction you have with any other individuals that they be they be moments of of intention, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's one of it. And then the second part of it, which uh, certainly our dad always emphasized, was the sort of aspirational side of that phrase. And that is to just live it up, right? <laughs> to <laughs> yes. have some fun. Big Jim Dolan. The, yep. Seize the day to be open to new adventures, to be open to, I don't know, new food, new new things to do, just generally no coasting, Liz. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just, I think it might, it, sometimes mm. it's easy when you're at a certain point in your life where you feel like you've gotten a couple of things in your life in order that you may, you might, you, there is a tendency like, well, let's just stay on this path or, you know, let's just sort of go coast here. But uh uh-uh. So I think we only go around once in life. And I'm going to try to, to adopt that as my theme for 2018. 
I really like the idea of no coasting. That's great. Okay. That's it. That's it, Liz. No coasting. You know, I mean, you know, people, I know people around me that are, you know, talking about retirement or, you know, they're just, you know, they want to slow down. They want less stress with all things that are good. Very, very good. But I think you, you want to do it in a way that is, uh, that, you know, that really reflects the idea of the great Jim Dolan that you only go around once in life. So no coasting. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Excellent. So good theme. And Leanne posted hers uh, in the Facebook group, I think, or maybe it was just her own Facebook page. You can go look at that. We don't want to speak for Leanne. She'll be back next week and she can explain uh, what her whole theme is. Uh, All right. Well, you know, a lot of my focus for 2017 was just like pulling myself together and clearing the decks, right? Just like just trying to get on top of my health and my happiness. And the year before, in late 2016, it's when I had left my corporate job and really devoted myself to doing this show, Satellite Sisters, and all the things we do together as the Satellite Sisters, and also my other podcast, which is called I Hate My Boss, which is about how to get more satisfaction in your workplace. So I really spent 2017 paring down, paring down, paring down, just getting rid of all of that stuff, and just having a handful of things I was really focusing on. So, you know, there were a few things left on the list to do. So I just, I'm very happy to say that on the very last workday of 2016, I, uh, I got a mammogram. Wow, Liz, uh, that's, that's just big. Totally that's in under the wire, in, a, in under the wire. I got a mammogram, then on the very same day, I went and I had a dental appointment, just general kind of tooth cleaning, all that usual stuff, because for, for 2018, I no longer have dental insurance. So I thought, okay, got to get that into, under the wire uh, while that's still paid for. And on the same day, because you know, channeling the spirit of Edna Dolan. She would always remind me to do this, but is no longer around to do it. I got a flu shot, Julie. So Liz, mom would be so (laughs) happy that you got the flu shot, right? I know. Every winter she begged you to get one, right? (laughs) She did. Begged you, right? (laughs) I don't know why. It was just, I guess, because I lived the closest to her. I got the most pressure on the flu shot. Like several times I even took her with me. Like we got our flu shots together. So Uh anyway, so... I felt pretty good about that. But then um, then I'd been thinking about, like, what to do New Year's Eve. You know, it's it's one of those nights where going out to wild parties, that's not necessarily mm, the way I would celebrate the end of one thing and the beginning of another. But one of the things I did in 2017, as you know, as part of my health and wellness program that I call Operation Sea Turtle, uh, the sea turtle is my spirit animal. And Uh part of the reason I love the sea turtle is because they have such a peaceful approach to life, it seems like. Just, you know, when you watch a sea turtle move through the water, don't you find it sort of meditative and beautiful? I do. And so I had taken up meditation in 2017, just because I couldn't read another damn article about how all the, you know, all the smart people meditate. The, mi- the mindfulness and everything. <laughs> yeah, you, yes. you took up sleeping, I think, on the floor for exactly. a while there as I part did. of your yes. meditation quest. <laughs> yes, I did have a um, kerfuffle with my first meditation teacher where uh, she was really 
you know, kind of down on me for my, my approach, which did involve more napping than meditating. And I understand, but I just felt like she was being very passive aggressive in the way that she called me out in front of the whole class about <laughs> napping. But, but, but the good news, which doesn't seem to me to be the nature of a meditation teacher, you know? But that's her problem. I, I just decided I need to, needed to move on from her. And I actually did find a little place not far from where I live where I can walk there. I can take a meditation class in the evening and I can walk home. And so I do that now a couple of nights a week, sometimes more often. But there's one particular teacher there that I really liked because she's normal. And, uh, you know, I've been trying to do that. And part of what they do at this studio, their whole thing is no Buddhas, no bells. You know, it's just mindfulness meditation. You're in a plain white room with very low lights. You don't have to pretend you're signing up for someone else's religion, you know, which is part of what I always had to hang up about those things. So right before New Year's Eve, I got an email from the meditation studio saying that my, my favorite teacher, Heather, was actually doing a workshop on New Year's Eve about how to craft your vision for 2018, Julie. Okay, Liz, that sounds good. Sounds right up your alley. It sounds and totally not up my alley. Totally. <laughs> like, you know, as an alternative to like the drunken cocktail party. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. think that's a good way to spend New Year's Eve. Yeah. So, but I originally read that and the cynical, schadenfreude, like, no way I'm doing that part of me. It was like, oh, that's ridiculous. Who would do that? on What kind of loser would do that on New Year's Eve? And then I realized that once I thought about it for a couple of days, well, like, well, that actually sounds like something I could use because I had the revelation that I spent 2017 clearing the decks. So now that they're clear, Julie, I don't actually have any kind of a plan for 2018. <laughs> that's Liz, that's shocking. It's, it's shocking. And I think anyone that has listened to this podcast for a while knows how like sort of focused, goal-oriented, yes. driven yes. you are that, you know, you always have a plan. You I've always got have nothing. an idea. I've got right? nothing. And you have no plan. Okay. I have right. no tricks up my sleeve at all. I, really, I have nothing. And maybe that's okay. Maybe I pared my life down to like its essential elements. But I kind of feel not. I kind of feel like the clearing of the decks was a healthy process. But I probably need to add a few plans back in. And I wasn't sure how to go about doing that. But I was kind of embarrassed at the thought of going to a craft your vision. I was telling our friend Corny about this. She's like, oh, my God, New Year's Eve doing vision boards. That sounds awesome. I was like, really? Okay, I can't believe my life has come to this. But yes, so I had this in the back of my mind. Then my next door neighbor, Deborah, who you've met because she filmed our big Satellite Sisters event last April. Remember, Deborah? She did. She did an awesome job. Yes. She just stepped in. We had no technical expertise <laughs> whatsoever, ever. And Deborah really helped us out. And many of you that listen to our podcast were able to actually see the event we did at the Santa Monica Library. So yes. thank you, Deborah. Thank you, Deborah. So Deborah texted me. She was visiting her parents in Chicago where it was like three degrees. So she was very anxious to get home to Santa Monica. And she texted me. She's like, hey, New Year's Eve, do you want to go to like an early happy hour at the place we love around the corner, a place called Forma, where the happy hour is 4 to 6 p.m., Julie. And But it's delicious food, like little mini portions of food we love. It's an Italian restaurant. It's the place that is the cheese bar. 
So um, I'm thinking, again, what kind of loser goes out for New Year's Eve at 4, 4 p.m.? And I was like, that also sounds perfect this year. This is a year unlike any other year. So so I said, yes, I would be happy to happy hour with Deborah. And then I said, any chance you want to go to this like vision quest deal? She had never been to the place I go uh, in the neighborhood for meditation. So she signed up for that. So that was that's what I did New Year's Eve. Like uh, we, we went to dinner at 4.30 p.m. Like if we had been on the East Coast, this all would have been acceptable. <laughs> right. But right. on the West Coast, there weren't that many people at happy hour. At 4.30 on New Year's Eve, you can imagine, because most people are saving themselves for later in the day. But we were, we were not. So we uh, we did that, and then we went up to the little uh, Vision Quest uh, workshop. And again, I thought nobody's going to. New Year's Eve, like, we're the only people with no legitimate plans on New Year's Eve. It was packed, Julie. It okay, was. If you tell me you saw a bunch of celebrities, no, I'm going to be really no, mad. Please. No, I no. did not. No. I wasn't even looking around, frankly, but the room had like double the number of people it normally has in it for just a regular meditation class. So I'm not going to tell you everything I decided about my future because that can play out over the course of the year. And I didn't really make any de- decisions. But one of the first things she had us do is really think about, you know, what is most important to you? And she gave us a big sheet here with all kinds of words on it. And you were just supposed to circle everything that applies. It's, she said, be greedy. Like anything here that sounds good to you, just circle it. And we'll talk about it later. So I circled things like creativity, community, joy, originality, freedom, uh, <laughs> pleasure, health, growth, accomplishment, challenge, you know. And then there were a whole bunch that I thought, I don't really care about that. So like, you know acceptance, admiration, no. Uh, Time for kids, I don't have any, no. Uh, Let's see, (laughs) what else? Uh, Wisdom, Mm, not really. Uh, eh, What else did I, Uh, risk, so surprise, Eh, anyway. So I, I circled a whole bunch and then you have to like narrow them down to three and then from there you sort of work on, okay, how are you gonna do this? So that's what I spent New Year's Eve doing. And uh, the work is not done yet, you know, uh-huh. ju- just sort of beginning on this process. But it was a very unusual and for me, satisfying way to kick off the new year. So, All right, Liz, I think that's a good idea. That sounds very solid. You yes, know? yes, it, it was good. And now, I mean, now it gets hard because now you have to pick the ones that matter the most. So, you know, oh, and there's one on them like that was animals. And, and I almost I almost circled that because, as you know, I'm coming up on the one year anniversary of losing my dog, Ferris, who I miss right. very, very much. And so, Liz, this is the year of the dog. You know that. I know. I know. I know. Yes, for me personally and for the whole galaxy. And so I'm thinking maybe part of the plan is to get a dog later this year. Anyway, so there you go. I Crafted a semi-vision. Just, I'm in the narrowing down process now. Narrowing down. 
That's okay, what I did. Well, Liz, before you narrow it down too much, I have compiled a list of things for 2018, sort of trivial, non-consequential things. But I, nonetheless, uh, I think that you should include this in your visioning. So, And it's an open-ended list. Okay. So I hope other Satellite Sisters will go to our Facebook group page and add their own uh, items that they're excited about for 2018. So- First of all, Olympics is coming up, Liz. We I know you're going to love that, right? Sure. So yes. that that is something to get very excited about. We have the royal birth, okay, coming in um, in April, <laughs> okay. right? So that you can't miss that. We got a royal wedding in May. That yeah. sounds wonderful. It is the year of the dog, Liz, and I think that might might have great significance to both you and mm-hmm. to me, mm-hmm. not because uh, I lost my beloved Zorro as well, and. I, you know, I feel like this year I'm going to get together with another dog. That's what okay. I, that's what I, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I think that's good. No, me neither. Okay. Uh, that's good. You're the so, dog. Uh, I'm in. Liz, we're, we're, we're going to have, there's some meteor showers going on right now at the beginning of January. Oh. So I want you to be open to those. Uh, yes. And I don't know where you can see them, but you, uh, Liz, you're a, or I've a been kind of our space watcher. Uh, yes. Uh-huh. Okay. okay, but how about this? This is truly exciting. Uh, you're aware that Google has a Lunar X Prize going on where they have been through by giving a $20 billion prize. They have been encouraging private sp- space exploration mm-hmm. and they have various teams working on it. Mm-hmm. Well, there are a couple of teams that believe that the, by the end of 2018, they will be able to have uh, a spaceship on the moon. A really? This year? This year, Liz, 2018. That would be exciting. See, that's exciting. That, yeah. that's and good. I'm not super excited about going back to the moon, I have to admit. Like, we're supposed to be going to Mars, but whatever. If you want to go to the moon and you're doing it on, like, on your own dime, go for it. Okay, so that's good. Okay, a red-headed emoji is coming out in June. <laughs> now, I couldn't be more excited about that. Being a redhead, I, yes. Because I have red hair. And uh, I, I feel like I've been limited in my ability to communicate because I didn't have a redheaded emoji. But apparently in June, that's coming. Putting that uh, on my calendar. Okay. Okay. As long as you got your calendar out, be sure to mark April 24th, because that's when Joanna Gaines, you know, a fixer upper, yeah. her cookbook is coming out with. <laughs> This is quite a range of things you have for your year, Julie. I'm enjoying it. I'm telling you, you there's so much excitement going on in 2018. Okay, so that the cookbook's coming out. And then once you snap up that cookbook, Liz, and start making some of those items, I don't know what's going to be in in that cookbook, but you're going to buy it. Then you're going to want to book your trip to Oklahoma because the pioneer woman, Lee Drummond, you know, she Sure, yeah. She, as Leanne says, she uh, she puts chocolate on everything. Well, she <laughs> is opening a hotel in uh, Pawhuska, Oklahoma. It's an really? eight bedroom. It's an eight bedroom, uh, sort of a boutique hotel, Liz. I okay. know you love boutique hotels. <laughs> you do, sure, I do. Yeah, yeah. So that's 2018 as well. Okay, Mary I don't think Poppins I've ever actually still- been to Oklahoma, as a matter of fact. So you haven't. Well, sure. Now's the time. Liz. Okay. Okay. Okay, this is it. This is your year for Oklahoma. Mary Poppins, the movie, is coming out in December 2018. This is the movie with Lin-Manuel Miranda, right? Yes. 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 Cannot wait. You know you're excited. That -hmm. that is going to just give you a burst of energy and excitement to see that. Yes. You know you're going to be running to the movie theaters shortly to see Steven Spielberg.
Spielberg's The Post, uh-huh. right, yes. about the Washington Post. Mm-hmm. So that in the doldrums of January, you have something really exciting to look uh, look forward to. And then I also want to mention Red Sparrow, which is the CIA spy thriller. I read the book. We talked about the book on the podcast. Yes. It's coming out in March with Jennifer Lawrence and Jeremy Irons in it. So I just saw the trailer for that yesterday, Julie. That looks really good. I know that's going to be really, really good. So you see, there's a, 2018 is going to be fantastic, wow. both here on Earth and on the moon. Uh, that is just, there's a lot of things going on. I, I want to hear from other people what they're excited about. I, I started to look around and I thought, you know, okay, this this sounds like it's going to be a good year. There's some good energy coming. Right? Yes, yes. There's going to be no time for coasting in 2018. No, no, There's no no, just for- no chance. Okay. It's a good thing you've adopted this gung-ho attitude about the year. Okay, well, then, then finally, one other thing. And now, you know, each, uh, uh, as you may be aware, each January, um, I enter the HGTV uh, contest. <laughs> Monica and I do this. We have great hopes that we're going to win the dream home every year. Yeah. Uh, but this year, I'm not going to do that. I'm not entering that contest because I have a new contest that I think I think our satellite sisters can get behind. It's from our good friend, Martha Stewart. Oh, okay? wow. Okay. Martha is launching a fundraiser. And this is uh, this is a fundraiser for the Global Seed Bank. Are you are you familiar with this, Liz? The yes. Global Seed Vault. I wasn't. That's the Svalbard Global Seed Vault, and it's in the Arctic in Norway on you know the northern coast. They have a vault there, super secret uh, vault, but it has a half a billion seeds from every type of crop on the planet Earth. Okay, and they they call this the Doomsday Vault because they uh, they're they you know they're keeping these seeds in case we have some incredibly terrible war yes, or some kind of nuclear disaster. holocaust or yes mm-hmm. yeah so and it costs a fortune to maintain this vault and to and they have it up in this remote location so that it will be secure. It's in an area where there aren't there isn't any tectonic movement so it's not going to be impacted by an earthquake or something like that but martha has taken this she's got a fundraiser and you can make a ten dollar donation and you enter a contest where they're they're going to award one they're going to select one person to go on an expedition with martha with Martha oh my to God. Norway oh my to go God. see the Global Seed Bank. Uh, but as part of this uh, trip, if you win the trip, you get your flights, you get your accommodations, you get a champagne reception to see the Northern Lights. <laughs> wow. Bear tour. How about that? Dog sledding. Fun, fun, fun. You're the dog. You're the dog. I know. I, I know. So, <laughs> uh, glacier cave exploration. I'm going to skip that if I win. But uh-huh. you do get to go have a dinner with Martha and other sort of world experts on food and crop issues. Wow. Does that, that sound great or what? Sounds super. That's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Once it's, and it's all happening 2018, Liz. Okay. So you're going for that. No more HG Dream House. Just for the rest of us, where is this year's Dream House? Do you happen to know? It's in uh, the state of Washington, oh. outside of Seattle. Oh, yeah. nice. So you may, you may want to consider it, but I'm going with Martha on the trip uh, to, uh, to Norway, okay? That's what I'm hoping to win this year. $10. I think it's a good cause, you know, to, 
to protect the seeds uh, of, of the earth. Yes. I mean, okay. that's something we can all get behind. All right. I like it. And that's a perfect setup for our thank you for the sponsor of today's show, which is Away Luggage. So hang on one second while we tell you about Away. And we're going to be right back with our huge, major Operation Sea Turtle announcement that involves both Julie and me. It's not just me anymore, people. It's both of us. So we'll be right back. And we are back. So you taking that uh, away carry-on up to the seed vault, Julie? You can uh, smuggle a few per- seeds in or out? I think it's going to be perfect. <laughs> and I think Martha would approve. Uh, unless she has her own line of luggage, which I'm not uh, certain. Which uh, she might. I bet she doesn't have the compression system. Not, not, our, not our away compression system. Okay, so uh, this is it. We, you know, Julie and I have a major announcement to make. And like, I guess I just need to blurt it out, right, Jewel? Like, this is is a big surprise, uh, particularly to Julie. But, you know, I've been thinking about this for a long time. But here's the deal. Operation Sea Turtle, the adventure continues. Later this month, Julie and I, and Julie's husband, are going to the Great Barrier Reef. How about that for some sea turtle action? Are you excited? I'm very excited, uh, Liz. I, 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 again, it's it's been a dream of mine to you know to see the Great Barrier Reef. You know, I love Australia. I I just can't believe that we actually that we're actually that, doing it. That we're doing it. That we decided to do it. We planned this trip a long, long time for a long time. And now, you know, we're weeks away from actually doing it. Yes. But tell everybody a little bit more about the trip, Liz. Yeah, so here's how this came to be. So the last year, you know, as I was clearing the decks, part of my plan was also to try to go nowhere because I had left a job that required a huge amount of international travel, and I was pretty much burned out. So 2017, year of staying home, or at least year of staying in the United States. But I knew that 2018, I'd want to start using up some of those zillion frequent flyer miles I had amassed. So I've been thinking, what do I really want to do? What is my number one bucket list item? And I saw a documentary called Chasing Coral, which is on Netflix right now, and you can watch it. And it's basically about the coral reefs all over the world, but particularly about how quickly we are losing coral reefs all over the world due to big uh, bleaching events, is what they call them. And we've lost 50% of the world's sea corals in the last 30 years, which is just tragic. So... I was watching this thinking, well, I've always had Great Barrier Reef on my list. Like, sooner or later, I'm going to get to that. But it's going to need to be sooner rather than later if I really want to get the full experience because who knows what will happen. So I had had this plan in my head. And then, Julie, you and I were sitting on the beach in Santa Monica in July with your Mm -hmm. husband and two of your grandchildren because you were headed to Legoland with Alice and Ben. Right. And we were just chit-chatting. Which was also on my bucket list, Liz. <laughs> and you should never, you should, you shouldn't miss it. Legoland. And, and, and I have never been to Legoland. Okay. Right. After, after you do the Great Barrier Reef, Liz, you got to go to uh, Legoland. Yep. Yeah. So we were chit-chatting and that's the first time you mentioned to me that this year, 2018, is your 40th wedding anniversary. And you said, you know, we want to do something special, but we haven't really quite figured it out. And we're thinking about it. And that's when I sort of floated the idea. I was like, well, I'm thinking January 2018, Great Barrier Reef. And what'd you say? You were like, can we get in on that action? (laughs) 
<laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. And then probably the most amazing thing is we had that one conversation and then we came home and we actually Followed we started up. booking tickets. Yes. And we shocked you, Liz, didn't yes, we? We you surprised did. you. It wasn't like just idle chit chat on a beach. Yeah. We like within like two days, we had most of our the outline of the trip uh booked. Yes. Yes, we did. And luckily, a friend of mine, Nicole, had gone to the Great Barrier Reef three years ago with her husband and her three kids. And she had been raving when she got back about this particular boat that they were on and how much they loved it and how fun the snorkeling was. And her husband and the boys scuba and she and her daughter snorkeled. And, you know, in that moment, I'm like, okay, Nicole, if I ever go, like, I'm going to come back to you for all of the deets. So I got all of the deets on like that boat and that itinerary. And, uh, and that's what we're doing. So we're going to be, we fly to Cairns, uh, Australia. And then from there, we will be out on a boat on the outer reef, sort of up and down. And for those of you, just a couple of reef details, which are just, it's kind of hard to wrap your mind around how unique the Great Barrier Reef is. But the Great Barrier Reef is the same size as the entire west coast of the United States. You know, it's not just some thing that's out there. It is this huge, huge thing. It's also the biggest living organism in the world because people don't realize a reef is actually an animal. They're living those polyps. They're not. It's a combo of animal and plant. It's really kind of complicated. I've been studying up a little bit, but we're going to learn. And that the reefs have been out there. I read something that said it has survived 240 million years. And not that it was all there, but just been building, building, building for 240 million years, which is why all of the uh, kind of events that are happening now, the bleaching all has to do with the increased temperature in the, uh, the ocean water. So the warmer the water gets, the water there is three and a half degrees warmer uh, than it used to be. And so imagine if all of a sudden your body temperature, you've been 98.6 for, you know, 10 million years, and now you're three and a half degrees warmer than that. That's sort of what is starting to happen or what is happening on the reef. So anyway, so super excited about the reef part of it. That was really my focus. But then once we started jointly planning this, Julie, you brought my attention to the fact that there's, okay, that's a UNESCO World Heritage Site, the Great Barrier Reef. But in the same area, very rare to have another UNESCO World Heritage Site right next to the Great Barrier Reef. And it's what they call the wet tropics of Queensland. But it's rainforest, right? It's it's a rainforest, Liz, and we're we're doing it. We're gonna we're gonna do a day trip to the rainforest that also includes, it looks sounds like an outstanding craft market. So that <laughs> So while I'm very excited about the rainforest, I'm also very excited about the craft market market because I enjoy I enjoy those. I like I love going to markets wherever I travel because I love to I love seeing the local you know the local works the things that they have to sell. I like the interaction. I think that's really fun. Well, here's a little detail that you might not know, Julie, but I think that your husband will appreciate. Daintree Rainforest is named after an Australian geologist and photographer named Daintree. 
And I, I didn't know that. My husband is a geologist by training, so I, I, I know he's going to love this trip. You and know, I think and of him as a photographer, too, because pretty much for the 40 years that he's been in our family, he's taken all of the family pictures out of Vance because we're terrible. The Dolans are terrible uh, taking, <laughs> taking no our pictures, pictures. If it wasn't for my husband. If your husband, <laughs> if your husband wasn't in the family, we would have no photographic evidence no, of our lives not, at all. Not. You think we're kidding. We're not. No. <laughs> So anyway, so that's what we're doing. It's super exciting. So I've done a little bit of research and I wanted to pass along a few things that might be interesting for you and your husband, Julie, but also for anyone who's kind of interested in that part of the world. I read or I'm in the process of finishing a great audio book by Bill Bryson. It's a 2000 uh, travelogue called In a Sunburn Country. Have you ever heard of this book? It's really great. Uh, Bill Bryson wrote, also wrote A Short History of Nearly Everything, which was a science book that I really enjoyed because it was like science for non-science majors is pretty much Bill Bryson's approach to the world. So In a Sunburn Country, he covers the whole continent, in places where we are not going, the outback, uh, Sydney, Canberra, Adelaide, all of that. So I've really been enjoying that. But now in the chapters I was just listening to yesterday, he's in the rainforest and uh, and on the reef. And so I think you and your husband would either enjoy listening to it in advance or reading it while we're on the trip, Joel. So Okay, you know. I, I, I marked that down, Liz. That sounds exciting. Yep. But here's the big takeaway from almost anything you read about this part of the world is that There are many things there that can kill you by stinging you, biting you. I don't know. Yes, indeed. <laughs> like the, so, the, the scant research I've done, Liz, has, yes. has really verified that fact. Yes, yes. There, there's a lot of things there that, that that we need to worry about. Yes. So so Bill Bryson, um, the scarier parts of the book, is when he provides a lot of detail on this. So here's just one little quote from him that I'm going to share with you just to get you interested in, um, in the whole subject. He, he writes... Uh, Australia is the home of the largest living thing on Earth, the Great Barrier Reef, and the largest monolith, Ayers Rock, or Uluru, to use the now official, more respectful Aboriginal name. It has more things that will kill you than anywhere else. Of the world's 10 most poisonous stakes, all are Australian. All of them, Julie. Five of its creatures, the funnel web spider, box jellyfish, blue-ringed octopus, paralysis tick, that doesn't sound good, and stonefish are the most lethal of their type in the world. This is a country where even the fluffiest of caterpillars can lay you out with a toxic nip, where seashells will not just sting you, but actually sometimes go for you. If you are not stung... (laughs) Okay, I'm not going, Liz. I'm out. If you are not stung or pronged to death in some unexpected manner, you may be fatally chomped by sharks or crocodiles or carried helplessly out to sea by irresistible currents or left to stagger to an unhappy death in the baking outback. It's a tough place. So there you go, Joel. Are you ready? We can do well, this. Liz, you know, this is consistent with the research that I've done because I have some tips that I brought to you about Australia, too, which is one, 
that would number one tip is, you know, don't take beach safety lightly. You know, that the crocs, <laughs> the jellyfish, the sharks, the octopus, they mean business. So I plan to pay attention both on and off this boat, Liz. And and this nice boat has sent us, you know, pictures of people happily snorkeling with sharks, Liz. They had like, there was like, uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there were some tourists uh, snorkeling with sharks. And these were good sharks because they had small teeth. And that we didn't really have to worry about them because the teeth oh, good. were tiny. Okay, good. I'm not going to worry about I'm that. Not, I'm, not, I'm not convinced that uh, sharks with tiny teeth are safe. So that is, that's the number one thing. Number two, I read about something called drop bears. Have you heard this? No. That while you're in the rainforest, that like koala-like creatures that live in the tree drop down on top of you and attack you. Have you heard this? I don't know when <laughs> no. this is a myth or So reality. is this why we need our pith helmets? Yes, so they're called drop bears. I think this is a joke, but I'm going to be looking up as when we when whatever tromping we do through that rainforest, Liz, I'm going to I'm going to be doing that. Um, you know, they a couple of cultural things that we that we probably should be aware of is that Australians now you've been to Australia, mm-hmm. I've been to Australia that they really don't appreciate it when Americans come over and say, uh, you know, could you put another shrimp on the Barbie? <laughs> you know, the lane line, lane yes, line right. from Crocodile. Just, it's cringeworthy. We're going to avoid that. Okay, we're, we're totally not avoiding gonna, that. We're not going to do that. No Crocodile Dundee jokes at all. No Crocodile. Also, no petting of dingo dogs. They're wild <laughs> dogs, Liz. I know this is the year of the dog. I don't know if we're going to see any dogs. No, uh, okay. On our trip, but we're gonna stay stay away from that. So uh, does that also mean no? The dingo ate my baby jokes. We're not allowed to do that either. <laughs> exactly, exactly, Liz. <laughs> we really have to avoid that. We have to avoid asking locals if they're related to convicts. Not nice. We're not going to do any of that, Liz, because okay. we're we're experienced uh, travelers uh, wow. as part of that. And then I had not heard this, but apparently um, the tipping is uh, is optional in Australia. Oh, nice. That, have you heard that? I, I don't. I think we better uh, do some more research on that. Okay. That apparently they're paid. Their waiters and waitresses are paid a living wage, and therefore the, the expectation that you're going to tip twenty percent or fifteen percent is uh, is not there. Okay. All right. Okay, well, that's a lot, Julie. That's a lot of stuff we have to learn. It's good that you and your husband have lived all over the world, so you will be in charge of any cultural sensitivity that I need right. to be tuned into. Thank you. Okay, I, pr- I promise I'll do that, Liz. And you've made some excellent uh, book references, so, uh, so yeah. I think we're good to go. Oh, no, we're not, Julie. No, we're not. Why? Because now, who did I, what, what did I tell you to remember at the very top of the show? Do you have <laughs> you told me a guy's name? And it was Jack Nairn. Jack, Jack Nairn. Nairn, Julie. Exactly. We need to wrap up the Australia discussion in today's show with a conversation about Mr. Jack Nairn. But really, the conversation is about a very nice couple from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, named Tom and Eileen Lonergan. I don't know if that name rings a bell, Julie, but... No. The Lonergans, they're a nice little couple from the United States. They had been serving in the Peace Corps uh, in Southeast Asia uh, and in, at a place called Funafuti in the South Pacific Island nation of Tuvalu. And then they went on vacation, Julie. They went on vacation to Australia's Great Barrier Reef. Uh, while they were there, they were scuba diving. 
Now, if any part of this story starts to sound familiar, it's because <laughs> they made a movie about it. Because here's what happened. They were scuba diving with the other people on their boat. Uh, but the boat, everyone, all the other divers came up and the boat left without them, Julie. The boat, the boat oh, departed Liz. the dive site before the Lonergans had come back from the water. And none of the crew or the passengers noticed that the two had not come back aboard uh, until a couple of days later. Oh, a couple gosh. of days later. So a couple of days later, they figured out they were missing uh, because a bag containing their belongings was found on board. And they were like, oh, yeah, whatever happened to those people? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. So we don't really know the answer to what happened to them. Uh, there are some people that think it was just an accident. More on that later. There are some people be that believe it was a suicide or a murder suicide, Julie, because... Huh. They both had entries in their diaries, which were latest found, later found, that indicated that mm, things were not A-OK. -okay. And one of them had written, I guess it was Tom, that he was looking for a quick and peaceful death, which, OK, whatever. So this is all made into the movie Open Water, which the only reason I know about this movie at all is because when I saw our brother Brendan and his family on Christmas Day, and we were talking about my upcoming scuba diving trip to the Great Barrier Reef. They all said, oh, Aunt Liz, have you seen open water? You got to see open water. And then once they told me what it was, I was like, okay, there is zero chance in the world I am going to see this movie. But Jack Nairn, Julie, why is Jack Nairn? How does Jack Nairn figure in this story? Well, I, I don't know. How, Liz? Jack Nairn was the skipper of the dive boat, Julie. So uh -huh. he was later charged in, you know, their unlawful killing and found not guilty. So that means Jack Nairn might still be out there, Julie, captaining some of these <laughs> dive boats. Skipper, he could be our skipper or he could be just a able seaman or whatever they call those extra people on the boat. All I'm saying is that if we get on that boat and anyone has a name tag that says Jack, okay, if you okay. see anyone named Jack on any of the boats we will be on, because they're all kinds of big boats, little boats, things that we will be doing, Jack Nairn, Julie, under no circumstances are we getting in a boat with Jack Nairn. Okay, Liz. Can we agree I, to I, that? I, that, that, that? That's a pact, Liz, that we have just made. Yeah. So when we go to that opening, isn't it like a captain's uh, like the captain's cocktail, cocktail party yes. we're gonna we're gonna work the room we only have deck. one mission at the captain's cocktail party julie is to right, get the it. complete and legal names of every member of the crew okay liz i'm on it I'm because on it. it's it's assumed that the uh that this nice couple actually just got eaten by sharks and uh, so I know you were already worried about that. But with just in case you sharks, had... Those were sharks with big teeth, Liz, <laughs> as opposed to the ones that we're allegedly going to see on this trip that have the little teeth yeah. that are not dangerous. Yeah. yeah. I just hadn't started worrying yet about the dive boat leaves you behind factor. <laughs> okay. okay. And pass that along to your husband, too, because I know he and I are both the certified scuba divers. Scuba, you're, you guys are going to do the scuba thing. Yes. I am not, because yeah. I don't like sports where you can't breathe. And that's the problem <laughs> with scuba diving. It is a problem. 
You know, it's so funny. We'll just wrap up with this. This past weekend, the uh, when the rest of the country was like three degrees, four degrees, five degrees, and many of you posted, you know, screenshots from your phones in the uh, Satellite Sisters Facebook group. Well, it was none of the above here in Southern California. It was like 85 and sunny. And I took a scuba refresher course the other day, Julie. So when it's three degrees in Chicago... I was scuba diving in a pool in Hawthorne, California, which is basically kind of the flight path to LAX. It's like you're in a pool, and but you could also be uh, landing at the airport next door. And just a little refresher, you know, you have to relearn. It's been about five years since I've been scuba diving. So the, the stuff like what to do if your mask floods, what to do if you, it's the no air signal. Your husband and I will have to practice a little bit of the it's the slitting of the throat signal it means i have no air supply okay so there's a little bit of that that i felt like i needed to refresh and there was another woman in my refresher class who was just like me you know sort of my age hadn't been diving in a long time but was going on vacation she was going to belize and uh, she just decided that she needed the refresher and a lot of it is there's so much gear that you have to put on and you know, it's sort of a life or death situation if your gear actually works correctly. So anyway, I checked that off my list. I am good to go, except for the Jack Nairn scenario, Julie. Okay. As, you know, as long as we don't run into a Jack Nairn scenario, I'm psyched. All right, Liz, we have a buddy system. We're going to be okay. Yes. And as our as our dad would say, you only go around once in life, Liz. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but we'll be back next week. We're not leaving yet. So, you know, next week on Satellite Sisters, Leon will be back. I hope we'll hear all about her 25th anniversary celebrations. We'll hear all about her theme for the year. Then the episode after that, remember, is the Satellite Sisters book club. Uh, Tina Brown is going to be on Satellite Sisters with us. We are so excited to talk to Tina Brown again. So if you haven't read her new book yet, it's called Vanity Fair Diaries. It's her memoir. And it's a it's her actual diaries. I shouldn't even say memoir because it's the diaries she took in all of the years that she was running, running Vanity Fair magazine and new to living in the United States and new to being a mom. And it's really, really a fun book. Don't you think, Julie? I loved it. It was fascinating. And it's sort of a real time capsule of like New York in the 1980s. Totally, totally. And there's a whole like Reagan subplot, which is fascinating, which we'll ask her about. Anyway, so read the Vanity Fair Diaries. That's the third Tuesday this month. We will have Tina Brown uh, on the show. And, you know, and then more because 2018, there'll be no coasting here. There's no, no, no coasting in 2018 on Satellite Sisters, Joel. That's it, Liz. (laughs) All right. So remember, you can always find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, Satellite Sisters, and that's where you get all of our announcements. The Facebook group, you can join and post whatever you want. Uh, You can find that. Uh, Follow us on Twitter, at SatSisters. I'm at SS Liz. Leon is at Leon Dolan. And Julie, you are... I think I'm Julie Sat Sisters. Yes. I don't tweet that much. I retweet a bunch, yes. and okay. uh, I like Instagram better. Okay, I'm yeah. Julie oldest sister. Yeah. Julie at Julie oldest sister on Instagram. I'm at Satellite Sister Liz. 
So there you have it. That is our uh, our podcast for this week. Thank you to Sergio Enriquez here in the booth. We are at the Wondery Studios in West Hollywood. We're very excited to be part of the Wondery Network starting in 2018, not the least of which we have a real studio here now. Though, Joel, you're still in your bedroom closet, I know. So That's I don't right, want to rub it in. <laughs> anyway, we are the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. Satellite Sister.